welcome everyone to the Flashpoint Podcast. My name is Owen Higgins. I am your host. Uh, today is Friday, July 29th. This is our last show of July. Uh, we And I have on Aaron Thorpe. Aaron's going to be with us in a second. Uh, he's going to be joining once again uh, for uh, Owen and Aaron Read the News. This is something that we've done uh, pretty pretty frequently over over the last uh, couple months, Aaron will come on. We'll just kind of talk about headlines, talk about what's going on uh, in the world. Uh, it's it's a good time. Uh, we just kind of it, it's it's really just like listening to two people just kind of shoot the shit uh, more than any kind of uh, put together episode or anything. You know, we we, we chat a little bit about what we're going to talk about, but um, it, it's 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 pretty pretty low key. Uh, Aaron, how's What's it up, going bro? today? How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Owen. How are you? I hope it's, uh, I'm going to sit outside for a little bit. I hope that's fine. There isn't any noise or anything, so everyone should be able to hear me. Um, but oh, I'm yeah, doing all right, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've had on a couple people from New York recently, and, like, the, the background noise has been pretty noticeable on that, which is yeah. fine. Like, like, it's not like, I'm not saying it's, like, bad or anything, but um, yeah. has certainly, so, yeah, you, you being outside is going to be totally fine. Um, yeah. Well, how's the weather down there? I mean, man, it's been, uh, it's, I'm trying to find some shade right now in my backyard. It's been like a lot of places in the country, in the world. Um, very, very hot, man. But it's still, I mean, it's always hot in Georgia, right? But I think one thing about this summer is that it's just last, like, I mean, it's lasting for weeks and like, even during the day, man, like, you know, uh, by nine o'clock, you know, the sun sets and you think it gets cooler, um, you know, should at least hit like, I don't know, man, like low eighties, maybe, you know, high seventies. No, man, it's still like 90 to 100 degrees at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. So uh, it's pretty brutal here. Brutal. Yeah. You know, I'm in New England, obviously. So, like, you know, one, one of the – about as far away as you can get on the East Coast. But, like, uh, we – you know, the heat wave hit us, too. And it was, like, in the 80s uh, around, like, 9 or 10, which is which is pretty hot here at night. Um, but – yeah, yeah, you know what? Like, actually, I think let, let's 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 keep on this topic to begin with. And like I said, I see Chris in the call queue. Chris will come to you in a couple minutes here. Um, maybe if you want to drop in the chat what you want to talk about, and then we can kind of uh, move that way. But um, you know, the heat waves have been going you know through the U.S. They've been going through Europe. Yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 been pretty intense. It's been pretty crazy. We're starting to see like a lot of ramifications uh from you know just the, the general state of the climate um mm-hmm. and you know I, I i know the one thing you wanted to talk about uh was um was the kentucky floods and you know i have seen like footage out of it where where the water is like up halfway up like the second floor on some of these houses um yes. and i know that you have friends there so so what are you hearing like i mean like it looks bad it looks real bad yeah. Yeah, man, it looks, um, so my, uh, my co-host and, um, you know, not just my co-host, but like, you know, they're my family, man. They're my, they're my, my brothers, um, from the Trillbillies podcast, Trillbilly Workers Party. Um, they're based in Whitesburg, Kentucky. That's Eastern Kentucky. Um, and I'm here in Atlanta, but, you know, given the virtue of the fact that, you know, we're such close friends, um, you know, I've never been to Whitesburg. I've just been, you know, um, paying attention more than I usually would with anything, you know, about, um, the flooding there. And I'm looking at it now. An article on CNN just came out about 20 minutes ago. And um, so far, at least 16 people are dead. Um, and this is historic catastrophic flooding, um, which, 
will persist throughout the weekend, right? So it's not even like this is the end of it, right? Um, the worst is yet to come, possibly. And, you know, that number is expected to double, uh, those 16 people that are dead, and probably will include children. And meanwhile, uh, rescuers are scrambling to reach areas. And um, uh, Andy Bashir, the governor of Kentucky, said, quote, it's going to get a lot higher. Um, there's going to be multiple families that we've lost, kids that won't get the opportunity to grow up and experience so much that we have. So, I mean, like, you know, this is like, I think, I think I was thinking about it today, um, that climate change is sort of the ambient background noise of our society. Like, I think it's this kind of existential kind of terror that I think most people, I mean, even if you're political or not aware, I think it's something that most people are starting to kind of realize or hear about. But I do still think it's always presented as something that's far off, you know, and impending and not something that's right here, you know. Um, so, I mean, like another thing, too, um, their floodwaters have washed out bridges, wiped out power. Um, residents are, again, scrambling for their rooftops. I mean, I think anyone who's remembers Katrina, you know, scenes of people on their rooftops, like, you know, climbing for shelter to get away from the water. Um, houses were swept away and hundreds of Kentuckians have lost, um, have lost everything. You know, my, I know my co-hosts, um, you know, they've had personal losses, you know, um, property and sure they know people as well. So, I mean, at the end, I want to plug like a, you know, um, some relief information, but, um, yeah, man, I just want to just close out, but just saying that this is something that, you know, you don't, I think people don't really, it's not people that don't realize it or I don't want to use the word appreciate, but acknowledge it. But I think it's, you know, obviously the media, right, and the political apparatus. So, um, yeah, just like my heart goes out to everybody in eastern Kentucky that's been affected, you know. It's really tragic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking at some pictures right now, and, and you know, you know, pe- pe- people can definitely check this stuff out. But, you know, the it, it's just – it's, like, hard to, like, sum up, like, how bad this stuff is when you're just looking at static images, you know? Yeah. But yeah. It, it, because because I feel like like a lot of time like when you look at like a static image of flooding, especially like flooding, especially. Well, what you're seeing is you're just seeing kind of like a uniform color, right? Yeah. Whether it's like the brown, like so I'm looking at one is like kind of like light brown. You know, some of them are like gray. You know, sometimes it can even be like, you know, darker, maybe like a bluish kind of color, whatever. Hmm. Um, it, but what, like so at first glance, it just kind of looks like a landscape with just a different like ground, basically. And it's not until, like, or at least that's the way it is for me. And it's not until, like, I actually start thinking about it and, like, realize, like, what I'm actually looking at that, like, the real full, like, horror and intense experience of what it is, like, really, really kind of comes through. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, it's so, like, looking at this, I mean, the water is, in this picture, it's not up to, like, the second floor, but it's definitely up, like, up halfway the first floor of, of most of these houses that I'm looking at. Um, and, and I just posted on my Twitter, if you guys are, are, are looking at, at that website as well. Um, and you know, it's, it's like, it's up to the bottom of the bottom tree limbs on all of these trees and the water is just like everywhere, just like this flood, like everywhere. And it's just like, I mean, you just have to kind of like imagine yourself in that situation. Like it's like, it, it, obviously the extremes are when you're on top of like a roof and you're, and you're looking for help, but there are certainly like a lot of other uh, horrific, like you could be inside trying to bail out, trying to move everything to a higher, um, to a higher floor, knowing like, like you said, like Bashir just said, like, it's going to get worse. So it's like, this isn't even like as bad as it's going to get. Um, and, 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 and yeah, I, just to, I just want to say too, like, you know, conceptualizing it, like, you know, hearing that this is historic flooding where they're like, there's like 
you know, six inches of rain in like a day over 24 hours. I mean, like, you know, when you think of six inches, right, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot, but we're talking about water. And we're not just talking about six inches of rainwater. We're talking about flooding from the breaking of dams, right, and the swelling of rivers and um, the rivers and whatnot. So, I mean, like, again, this is something that's going to persist throughout the weekend. And, you know, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit, but I guess my worry is that, you know, when um, emergency aid comes in like FEMA or when private, I guess, individuals and entities come in, right? I mean, usually the the rescue and rebuild operation is not beneficial to the people that have actually been affected, right? So that's something that I'm kind of worried about. And obviously Biden has declared a national emergency, so is the governor, Andy Bashir. But, um, you know, it's just going to get a lot worse, right? And I'm just hoping and praying that the infrastructure will be able to deal with that. But I mean, again, I'm sure that um, for anybody, you know, uh, listens to the troubles, if you don't, you should, because I'm sure um, Tom and Terrence, my co-host, are going to cover, um, you know, these uh, uh, relief um, operations and whatnot. But uh, you can only cross your fingers and hope, right? Yeah, yeah. There's only like so much you can do when you're when when, when you're faced with nature. I mean, like, you know, like it's a total cliche, but it is because it's true. Like, you know, when you're faced with uh, just like the like like humans are pretty small, right? Like we do a lot of shit. We, we like, we're obviously affecting the, the, the climate and whatnot, but like we are like uh, still pretty small on the planet and any kind of like massive, like uh, climate disaster is going to have uh, massive ramifications in ways that are really difficult uh, to, to follow and to understand. And, and I think that, you know, we're, and, and we're already seeing this with the heat wave. And, and again, like the heat wave is almost like uh, it's, it's, it's it's almost like abstract in that in that way as well, right? Because it's kind of like it, it's happening, but you can't really see it in the, in, the, yes. in the same way. You can't really like uh, touch it. Yeah, you, know, you can feel it, uh, but you yeah. can't just like really see it. And so, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's Bobby really B in the chat. Point. Yeah, Bobby B in mm. the chat asks, "What kind of warning went out to the people in these flooded areas ahead of time?" I don't know. Uh, mm. I, I don't know if you know that, Aaron, but you know, I mean, usually. Uh, there's only so much you can do, really, to, yeah. to warn people, because yeah. I think this stuff can happen really fast. Yeah, and I think also, too, we have to remember as well that, I mean, even if warnings go out, the infrastructure, again, is not there that facilitates the evacuation of people. And there are people who just, like, even if they don't, if, it's not about resources that they don't have to leave, but they might just not want to fucking leave, right? And that's, like, a whole other issue about people that are distrustful, of government aid, even in the face of a, you know, climate like emergency like this, because they're so used to, especially in Eastern Kentucky, we're talking about coal country. They're so used to the government actually not doing anything and helping them out. Right. So, I mean, and, you know, I want to say one thing too. um, you know, I, I've seen, I haven't seen a lot of this, thankfully, but you know, you always have these fucking liberal assholes who always say shit like, Oh, well, you know, those people don't believe in climate change anyway, you know, because uh, Eastern Kentucky, Kentucky is Trump country. Right. But I mean, like, I just want to make it clear that that's like a completely like sociopathic thing to say. You know, I mean, like these are, it doesn't matter what these people's political affiliations or opinions are. I mean, there are people that are like in the middle of a crisis. Right. And I think we should extend, you know, some kindness and empathy. And especially if you have it, you know, the, the funds and resources, generosity to people, you know, I just wanted to make no, that absolutely. clear. No, 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 100%. And, you know, like, a lot of the time, and, and this is just, like, a, a personal failing, but, like, my, my reflex when I hear shit like that is to mm. say, well, like, that's not true. Like, like there are a lot of people there that believe in that stuff. But it's like, that actually shouldn't matter. 
that actually yeah. shouldn't matter at all. Like, like the yeah. point is that like people, like people are suffering and like either your politics and your ideology allows for like wanting to alleviate that or it doesn't like, and, yeah. and, and, you know, in a situation like this, uh, where, where, like you said, like, you know, like families are losing, like, like, uh, whole families are dying, uh, parents yeah. are losing their children. Uh, it, it like, it, come on, like, it, yeah. what kind of reaction is that? I, and, uh, I, I, I remember, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Charlotte Clymer said something of the the effect that people in Georgia deserve what they're getting yes. about something different. I can't remember what it was, but it's like that kind of like yeah. heartless bullshit, you know? I, I, yeah. I don't get down with that. It, it's just completely callous, man. You know, because like again, this is something that like oh, you said something interesting earlier that this is like climate change is something that you can't you can feel it right, but it's not something that you can kind of see and you and you can observe, but it's not it's some it's something that's happening so slowly, right? that it's hard for people to wrap their heads around it. And it's also something that's like um, very localized often, right? Like even if we're having a heat wave across the world, it's not uniform and universally everywhere, right? So I think this is something where because you aren't there and it's not happening to you, that also lends to the callousness. But I mean, like I said before, like climate change, this emergency is happening now. So it will affect everyone in different ways, right? So got to be mindful of that as well. Yeah, and, 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 and shit can change really fast, too. Like, I used to live in the Pacific Northwest, and, like, that was, you know, that was a long time ago. But, like, when I lived there, I remember people being like, well, you know, like, climate change isn't really going to affect us here as much. Like, it, it, like, it's still terrible, and it still will. But, like, this is one of the, you know, few areas of the country where, where it's not going to, like, change things too much. Well, uh, yeah, if you look at the, um, the current, like, maps of, like, who's going to get hit, that is no, uh, definitely no longer the case. So... Uh, like a, a little bit of smugness, even though this wasn't like the kind of smugness that was like, we don't need to, uh, um, we like, we don't need to worry about this, but like, uh, like, like even, even if you feel that way, uh, it, it, it's still coming, uh, for you as well. Um, maybe that's a good way to kind of transition into this climate bill that just got announced. Um, mm. the mansion Schumer climate bill, which has come after, you know, a lot of criticism, uh, towards how the Democrats are just like not being able to uh, uh, really do shit with with their majority, and now they've done something, even though it's like not a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was interesting to see, like it was it was it was kind of cool to see them like fuck over uh, the the Republicans. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what's what's your take on that? So I, I, um, I've been, you know, this is, we been in the DMs. I actually was like, yo, what are we going to even talk about? And part of that was because, man, I've been so tuned out, right? So I didn't hear about this until, I guess, like yesterday, this climate bill, because I saw a mansion trending on Twitter. And um, I am looking at it now from Axios, and it seems like there are pretty big provisions, uh, clean That's energy awesome, tax man. credits. So, um, so just a couple of the provisions, clean energy tax credits. Um, so this would apply to zero carbon technologies, including existing nuclear power plants, advanced nuclear technologies, clean uh, hydrogen, carbon capture um, and storage, as well as wind and solar power. Um, so there are electrical on that same kind of tip. There are electrical vehicle incentives, um, methane fee. So a lot of this I'm looking at is very much a neoliberal um, sort of prescriptions to a problem like this. Right. So what to do is give incentives to corporations to um, behave, um, to behave uh, sanely, right? And, um, uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's not enough 
to incentivize them. And somehow, at some point, you have to kind of exercise power, right? Um, and I mean, let's could be done, I guess, in a host of ways. But I mean, I don't have the prescriptions myself, but this just seems like a very sort of, I mean, milk toast effort, you know. But um, one thing I wanted to point out, too, is that didn't the Supreme Court um, recently uh, uh, redefine, I guess, like carbon emissions or something like that? Like there's a read they passed, like um, they passed something that sort of voted in favor of of, I guess, I want to look it up because I don't want to, I don't want to say this incorrectly, but I'm pretty sure the Supreme Court just passed something recently. Let me, let me look real quick. Sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah, Okay. So yeah. So the Supreme Court, apparently um, what they did was that they uh, voted to cut. It's, it's boop, boop, boop. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. I'm trying to look this up. You're talking, you're yeah, talking about I guess the ruling they, that came out like like uh, like uh, earlier this month or, or, yeah, or last yeah, month or whatever? Yes, that has limited the power of America's top environmental re- environmental regulator, the EPA, to cut greenhouse gas emissions. Um, so this is sort of similar to, I guess, that bill, that concealed carry bill that was passed, you know? Um, and then I think the day after the, the Senate passes a bill and Biden signs into law, gun quote gun quote reform so what i guess what i'm saying is that it's not that these these you know these bills don't matter but when you have the supreme court the right-wing supreme court that undercuts any even like nominally progressive attempt right to curb climate change or to do anything progressive at all when you have the right-wing supreme court that can shut that down and under um, shut it down and undercut it i don't know how useful these quote reforms are going to be does that make sense yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, but but those are two different things, right? The court reform and and the and 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 the climate bill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just just to, just to bring it back to the to the climate bill just for a second. I mean, I think that like you're right that it is insufficient and it's just kind of like a bunch of neoliberal bullshit on 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 a lot of on on a lot of aspects. Um, I guess that I guess that there are like two questions of like you know one like what can it do really via like via policy, and yeah. then two like what are the politics of it, right? Yeah. And so I think that I, I I think that if I'm reading your argument right, you're saying like look the policy is not great, and even like the not great parts of it like may well be struck down. Is that, that that's basically what you're saying, right? Yeah, that's that's basically what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I mean like you know I don't want to be like completely. I mean yeah, there's people. I mean I especially myself and people like us. You know, where we often criticize the Biden administration for not like doing anything, you know, and um, I do think that like, you know, this I mean, do does this like a bad thing? Like, no, of course it's not. You know, but again, I think it just demonstrates like sort of his entire administration so far, which is like I feel like like kind of pushing him along to do things and he does them begrudgingly, you know, and then even when he does them, it's not nearly half of what needs to be done. Right. So, I mean, again, it's just like, you know, milk toast and lackluster. But I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's something, right? <laughs> I guess it's something. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think the politics around it are, 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 a little, um, uh, are, are a little more interesting. I mean, like, you know, as far as Biden goes, and, and one commenter in, in the chat has brought this up, that Biden didn't do anything. He sat back and let Schumer beg mansion. That is basically what happened from, from mm. all the reporting, right? That, that he... He didn't 
have a role in this and that actually like from what mansion has said like that's one of the reasons that it actually got done right as opposed mm -hmm. to like having um as opposed to having biden involved uh in in the in negotiations the, i guess yeah in the negotiations right sorry my brain just like mm -hmm. lost that word um in the negotiations instead you know like they they, they just had him sit back i i think that you know, like this is probably about as good of a bill as like the Democrats were going to be able to get uh, under mm. the current uh, situation with Manchin okay. and Cinema and, and like I, as as I think um, I think it was uh, uh, Dale in the in, in the chat said that as as you know as far as I'm aware, Cinema is still against closing the carry interest loophole, so I'm still out of the belief it doesn't get passed. Yeah, you know, I don't I I don't know if if that's true or not. Maybe it is, but. Uh, certainly need to, you know, get past that, get, get past uh, House Democrats. But um, like it, and and it is something I, I think that for me, like the thing that is most appealing about like what happened is like less the policy and more the mm -hmm. politics of just completely fucking the Republicans over. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like like having them vote in favor of the chips bill and, and under the promise that they would shelve this legislation and then like hours later being like oh yeah we have this 700 page bill we're going to advance now i mean it's just like a total like fuck you and that's Which the kind of thing that like we need to see more of right exactly. that, that's exactly. like the way that you should actually be doing this shit i think no dude i totally agree i mean this is why like you know, mitch mcconnell you know why he's such like a, a kind of a master parliamentarian because he's like an asshole right he also knows how to like kind of like you know use the loopholes in the system right in order to like get what he wants and do it like ruthlessly right and this is something that needs to happen more often. Like, you know, the Democrats always like Nancy Pelosi saying, Biden saying that we need a better Republican Party. Right. They're always touting bipartisanship. Well, I mean, like, I mean, to be honest with you, this is politics. Right. Like there are times where like you have to use the power that you have. Right. And the tools at your disposal in order to like push something through. And if that means like fucking the Republicans over, they do it to the Democrats all the fucking time. You know, that's their M.O. So, I mean, this is you're absolutely right. This is something that needs to happen more often. Right. Yeah, they understand power. I mean, but you, you, like again, like you know, who who knows, right? What's uh, what's about to happen here? Because you know, now they're like, I mean, you know, yesterday or 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 two days ago, uh, for anybody who doesn't know about this, like the like the GOP senators uh, voted down or 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 blocked blocked legislation that would uh, uh, allow for aid for uh, military veterans who had been near. Um, toxic burn pits uh in in some of our imperial wars and basically like you know it's just like healthcare uh uh for for these guys and it's kind of you know it's a very easy political winner um and they voted it down in a uh kind of like like an expression of anger um mm -hmm. over over getting you know over the fact that they got one over on them and um and John Stewart uh, has has been out, like you know, like do, doing his little shtick of a, uh, of of, mm -hmm. of of outrage and whatnot. But like, look, like yeah. this is like straight up like a a a political gimme. Like if they don't use this, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them. Like you have them like <laughs> fist bumping this shit, and 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 but I haven't. I don't know. Like I haven't really seen. I, I guess I would just like hope, like on a, on a just straight up like a, like political. As far as like a political question, like you would hope that if they had like you know like 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 one brain cell, like that they would use this. Um, I, I'm I'm unconvinced that they do, and I'm unconvinced mm -hmm. that they will. 
but but they sh- certainly should. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, they should, and it's. I kind of I was thinking what you were saying. It's like you know, like I've been thinking that American politics is kind of basically about like how much pain you can inflict on like your opponent supporters. You know, not even your opponent themselves, but like you know their constituents. And I mean, like, you know, you would think that the Democrats would. But I I guess there's another thing, too, about pointing out hypocrisy, hypocrisy with Republicans. Right. It just I'm not saying that it couldn't work, but it just never seems to work. And I'm curious as to, like, you know, I mean, obviously shaming them is like, you know, they don't have any shame, but it's more so to highlight. Right. For other people. Right. But I mean, I guess. You know, when the Democrats do that, what always happens is like it's kind of like a whataboutism thing, which I'm not saying isn't valid. Right. But it's like, you know, if the Democrats do that, it's like, well, what what you know, what 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 uh, right, I guess, do you have? Right. But you're absolutely right. They still should do it regardless of how it looks. But I don't know, man. This is, again, I think just like not playing hardball. Right. Just like not understanding that, you know, these are your like political enemies and you have power and you should exercise it instead of thinking that. Either they're going to agree with you if you convince them enough or that you have to appeal to them, right, and appease to them. Because that's mostly what it is, right? Appeasing to the right, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think that – I mean, this is, like, a really frustrating thing to me in general. Like, you know, um, if if you start, like, getting really pedantic about what people are, like, specifically saying and, like, like calling them, like, hypocrites um, when – when when they're like winning an argument, I mean, it, like like it, I, I'm not saying that there's not a place for that uh, mm-hmm. in 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 some uh, respects. Like you know, like if you're if you, if you're going after like um a, like like an individual figure um who 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 presents themselves as principled and as part of like their their mo or something like that. Like I understand that a lot more, but but to go after like members of a political party because they lied or something like that is just straight yeah. up loser shit. Like, 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 <laughs> yeah, what, really like is. what is the appeal, man? Like, like that, like, what is it? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're going to tell people, uh, that like, oh, like, uh, the, the, the Republican politician was dishonest. Like who gives a shit? Who cares? Yeah. Like they don't care because they know, they understand that it doesn't matter. They understand exactly. that, 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 that it's, that it's completely irrelevant. And so I, I think that, especially like what we saw with, um, with, with Trump and, and I think this is kind of like something that. It, it precedes him because I think that people like kind of figured this out, uh, you know, over like the last like 10, 15 years. Like if you don't apologize and you don't even like acknowledge uh, that you were in the wrong in any way, the consequences for that, especially in our like super fast, like media cycle are like zero. They're, exactly. they're really not there. So who gives a shit? Like, so then just like go for it because like, like you might as well just like, um, just lie and, 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 and do things that will, uh, that, that will piss off the other side because, because it just doesn't matter. Right. And I wish, I wish that's like a lesson that they would pick up because like, I mean, that's what like, like, look, like Manchin understands that Manchin, Manchin like, like talks all of this bullshit about like how much he cares about like, you know, going through the process and, and all that stuff. And, that it's 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 in like you know comedy and bipartisanship, and then he helps to pull this move uh, on the GOP, which was awesome. But then he also like you know like like just like you know promising that he'll do this and then lying about it and like blah blah blah. I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that really 
you have an opportunity if you have an opportunity to wield power just wield the power don't 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 worry about what people are going to say don't worry about uh uh how it's going to look uh just do it and get the win and then pick up the pieces later because like that's really uh the most um the most important like 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 aspect i think to to this kind of electoral politics this uh this kind of stuff. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, what do you think? You think you think maybe maybe that's an overstatement. I don't know. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no. open to. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree that it's just about a conception of power. Right. Like what to do with it. I think that Democrats are very and I'm not saying that like Republicans don't use culture and they don't twist public opinion and engage with it. Right. To get shit done. But like, you know, they use hard power. Right. Like, I think that like liberals and Democrats. And I mean, when I say like, liberal, you know, Democrats, I mean, like, just like liberals, I'm not even saying about like people that are Democratic Party officials, right, in the establishment. I just think it's a lot about like how something looks and appears to other people, you know, and instead of like, actually, as you said, Owen, like, exercising power when you have it and sort of figuring that shit out after the fact, right, picking up the pieces, as you said, and liberals just always i guess it's i don't know i mean it's a bunch of different things but i guess it's like not being not being one to seen as like soft or flabby or or i mean associated with in some kind of vague subconscious way with like the left you know which is what i think the democratic party is like they've been haunted you know by the new deal and by the civil rights movement and by like you know the time when the party actually wasn't really a party of the people, but it actually facilitated this contract between labor and capital. Like they're haunted by that shit, you know? And I think like, it sort of like reverberates till today in the way that they approach politics and their relationship with the Republican party and their own electorate. You know, it is very much about like the optics of something, how something is going to look instead of like, okay, what are you actually doing? Right. And I mean, you're absolutely right too. Another thing you said is that like, in the in the terms of optics like man like we live in a 24 hour 12 hour news cycle with social media right i mean nobody's gonna remember this shit like the voters are not going to punish you at the polls because of um some some i guess uh something that you did or something that you said or how you said it they're gonna punish you for what you did or didn't do right what you didn't do in this case you know and i think like the gop gets that right not only like do they actually accomplish their heinous goals? But they're very good at communicating that. And I think that's like a key thing that we're also talking about messaging and communicating. The, the Democrats can't even talk about a Biden, which that's a good point that somebody brought up in the chat is that um, Schumer is the one that kind of stewarded this through with um, with Manchin. And it's like, you know, Biden, as the leader of the party, not only just as president, but leader of the party should be at the forefront of shit like this, man. He should be shouting it from the fucking mountains oh. and the rooftop. You know, well, I mean, so first thing I would say, uh, just to like everybody who's listening live right now, if you want to join the call, uh, call in, uh, we'll take you guys uh, as you come. If, 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 if you want to join, we would love to hear from you guys. I know there's a lot of, uh, talk going on in the chat and I'm going to address some of that, uh, here, but, um, uh, I mean, I think, I think there is something that is just like, not really talked about a lot, which is like, well, why isn't Biden out front? Why isn't Biden talking to the country a lot? Uh, why isn't he, uh, uh, you know, like, and I think. Why, is he, why that, isn't he, cool? why isn't he present anywhere at any time? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Why, why doesn't he do off the cuff interviews with the press? Like, 
I, I think yeah. the reason for that, uh, it, to me, feels pretty clear, um, <laughs> which is that, like, you know, wh- like whether or not, like, he is, like, in uh, a real decline or not, um, he's mm-hmm. certainly not as sharp as he used to be, right? I think, I think we can agree with that. And so, yeah, without without uh, being without, I'm gonna I'm gonna be clear too. Now, without being ageist or without being like um um you know inflammatory or derogatory to older people, like just straight up, I think objectively anyone can see this. And if he's the executive and he's the uh you know um, chief executive, the president of the United States, the most powerful country in the world, I think that's something that people should be concerned about, right? But I digress. Go ahead, Owen. Yeah, yeah. Um... No, no, I mean, I think I, I think that's right. Um, it, it's just, it's just like, you know, like, like you should be there, you know, like, 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 yeah. like you should be, like, you, you should be the one who's saying this stuff. And the fact that you're not feels pretty clear to me. Um, and and it, 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 it's yeah, it's not ageist. I'm not saying I'm I'm, I'm yeah. not trying to be ageist or ableist or anything like this. Right? Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. like, obviously. Uh, he's, he's like, uh, <laughs> fucking hedging this so much, but like, <laughs> yeah, look, I'm trying to be look, careful, right? Cause I could say yeah, a lot of yeah. things, but I won't, I'm, you know, exactly. I'm trying to be, I'm, I'm trying to be delicate here, but uh, yeah. I, I guess, I guess I would say he, he has lost a couple steps. Right. Um, and so I think that when you are looking at something like this, um, you know, it's important to kind of like take that into account and, and, uh, you know, if, if that means that um, the country has to be run by the House and the Senate and like, which it basically is already anyway, like that's fine. Yeah. I, I saw somebody in the chat as well, like saying like, who's really running the White House? I mean, uh, I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me that like the person really running the White House is probably Ron Klain or any number of like, like White House officials. I mean, like that's just kind of usually the way that this stuff works. Um, yeah. and, and honestly, like, like that's the way that the House and the Senate work too. Uh, like there's been a lot of reporting on this that kind of like either like directly says this or kind of like, you know, like walks right up to the edge of saying it, which is basically like, you know, uh, it's it's the staffers who run Congress. It's not like the the the, the politicians themselves. It's the staffers who do it. And what they do is they, you know, they they make sure that uh, they, they, they talk to each other uh, on, on their boss's behalf and they kind of, you know, shepherd these bills through. I mean, there's like there's no fucking way that the legislators are, you know, giving speeches, reading all of this legislation. Um, Hell no. Not even because because they're worthless, but, I mean, it's just, like, a lot of time, right? Like, for even one person to do so, of course, they delegate tasks, right? They are worthless, but they delegate tasks, right? So, yeah, it's like they don't do this shit themselves, you know? Right, right. I mean, there's just, like, a lot of it. Um, I see we're getting a little conspiratorial in the chat. Who gives Ron Klain his orders? Um, you know, like, like, like not everything is a conspiracy, man. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just yeah. not like, like sometimes yeah. it's just about wielding power and about different groups wanting to wield power, uh, within the framework, uh, that the, the political framework that we're in, like, it doesn't really yeah, have to be more lo- complicated than that. Yeah. And any logical difference undergird in the ideological differences that undergird these decisions, right? It doesn't have to be a grand conspiracy or anything like that, you know? Yeah, there are like, there are roughly like two, two main, uh, two main like political philosophies that uh, ideologies that are fighting for control of the federal government and uh, both accept uh, certain frameworks and certain like, you know, verboten uh, 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 political uh, points. 
and and that's just you know that that's just kind of the way that it is. It, it's 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 not something where there's like some some uh, you know secret. There's not a shadowy out. back. There's not a, there's not a shadowy spooky back room. You know, with uh, I mean, actually, no. Let me stop. I don't want to give. I don't want to encourage that. But no, there isn't like you know there isn't a there isn't there they aren't getting like orders from anybody necessarily. They're just uh, if anything. I mean, it's just sort of just this. I mean, I don't know if this is a facile, little simplistic way to describe it, but it almost feels like it's a. Uh, like this kind of automated system that's running with two parties are just operating on these preconceived notions about like how to govern. Right. Like that's what's happening, you know? Yeah. There are, there are, there are two groups that agree about most things that are fighting for control of how to run, uh, the rest of it. Uh, I mean, that's what it is. Um, and, and I think the, I think the actually what you, what you are seeing with the GOP right now is you are seeing, uh, that one of those parties is kind of being, uh, has been kind of taken over a little bit more by the activist wing than the other one. And so it's, it's starting to like kind of do like slightly more extreme, take, take more extreme positions, uh, which, which has been, has been interesting to watch. And, and, and it's, and it's, and it's actually uh, been quite powerful in doing that. But, you know, honestly, like, you know, what, like the, the kind of things that they're advocating for are certainly uh, not in any way um, uh, outside of the interests of like, uh, capital and and uh, yeah. you know corporate yeah. power and 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 the rich. I mean, that they can agree on and militarism and whatnot. That they can agree on. Oh, and I wanted to ask you a question. I don't know if you what do you ever jump to next? But since we're talking about it, really quick, um, I saw I don't know much about it, but I saw you know Andrew Yang has this Freedom Party thing, you know, and um, I mean I've been hearing about this, but I guess the uh, the the public relations team did a pretty good job of like making it sound like there's official announcement of a third uh, new third party. That's going to be comprised of moderate Republicans and Democrats. And I just wanted to know, um, I mean, obviously there are barriers, like systemic institutional barriers to a third party, right? There are several, not like one of which obviously is like the way we vote first past the post majority takes all, you know, which makes it 50, 50 percent plus one, which kind of makes it like in couple with the fact that state parties run federal elections. Well, the Supreme Court has made it so that federal state, par- state parties can run national elections as well or will be coming up. Um, unfortunately that decision to be made, but, uh, I just want to ask what you thought about that, uh, that freedom party thing, man. Cause, uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous to me. And Andrew Yang is a, is a ridiculous character, but what are your thoughts on that real quick? Yeah, I think it's dumb as shit. Um, uh, honestly, uh, you know, I, 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 I spent, um, a lot of 2016, uh, reporting on the third party, uh, movement that was going on at the time. I mean, obviously, uh, with two uh, historically unpopular candidates in Trump and Clinton, uh, there were there, there was a a way in uh, for these groups like the Green Party. Uh, I remember, I mean, Party for Socialism and Liberation. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the other ones. Uh, people that I talked to, Libertarian Party. Um, I'd have to look it up. I talked to I talked to some other people as well. Uh, but you know, like they got a lot of attention, both on the left and the right, because people didn't like were not happy with 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 uh, what was on offer. Um, and uh, in the course of that, like I tried, I you know I covered them seriously, like they were serious uh, uh, political parties, serious contenders, um, and and I uh, obviously endorsed people uh, uh, going to uh, voting for third parties. I think that yeah, um, of course, you know, like whatever whatever it takes to kind of um, uh, 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 get your voice out there. I think that's a really good thing. Now, I, but I do want to say that, like, the problem here, though, is that uh, 
a lot of these parties are just not really interested in what uh, you might call like actual power. And the yes. way that that is kind of manifesting itself is you look at um, you look at parties like and the, and the Greens, I think, are a little bit better than this, better on this than others. But you have things like the Movement for the People's Party, which we've covered on the show quite a bit, um, mm. you know, uh, 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 PSL, uh, Libertarians. I mean, like uh, most of the time, what these parties do is they run somebody for president. That yes. is a tactic that is never going to work. It's never going to win. Like you're like you're not going to win by doing that. Well, because you don't have a base. And, you, don't have, you don't actually have a constituency to like run off of, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't. <laughs> you don't right, have the right, organ, you don't right. have the organizational infrastructure to do that. You know. Exactly. So that's exactly the point, right? So so they they they, they don't start at the local level. They don't start like at the local level to work their way up to the state work their way up to statewide and then work their way up to national, which is, which is what uh, these groups should be doing. And they're not doing it. Um, and, and it's very frustrating to watch, uh, especially, you know, when, when there are like left parties that, especially when there are people in left parties uh, who are actually advocating for uh, an, an actual, like, like, like a, like a different way, like, like an act, like actually, advocating mm-hmm. for a re- like what would really be a third way right like instead of this fucking centrist right-wing bullshit that we get from uh, yeah. from, from those fucking guys like to, to actually like advocate for something like that and um it, it's so it's very it's, it's it's very frustrating to watch and 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 i don't know like how much of it is just like because of the uh because of the way that the uh process uh, exists like you were saying like it's very difficult mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of get in there, but like, or or how much of it has to do uh, with um, with just like the kind of ineptitude of the people who are in charge. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter too much uh, because uh, they're just not really doing anything. So, like, that's kind of a long way to introduce like what I'm trying to say here, which is like this new party is even fucking dumber. Um, like, there's yeah. no constituency for this. There's no constituency for this. Like. If there was, like these guys would be in control of their respective main party, but they're not yeah. uh, because nobody cares about what they have to say, and nobody like no, like nobody wants anything to do uh, with the bullshit that they're selling. And so, yeah. you're, like you're put into this position where you know once again you have a third party. I mean, like it's 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 not it's, it's not even like like I mean the difference I guess between these guys and like people like Green Party, PSL, etc. is like these guys will get an op-ed in the Washington Post uh, to talk about their to talk about their party that's not going to go anywhere like that. But that's the only difference. Like they're not going to take votes from anybody. They're not going to find a way to appeal to anybody. Uh, they like, they have no message. They have no, uh, they have no like way to, to reach out to like, to voters. They, they, they have n- nothing to run on, especially like, like, like and, and here I'm just talking about like this specific part, like they have nothing to run on. Like what, like, what are they, what are they even saying? Like that they're going to run on like a return to centrism. Like, like we're in centrism. Like that's where exactly. we are. Like, like, like I don't even fucking get it. Like, and, and you have like fucking Andrew Yang and Christine. Tom, I'm sorry. I'm cursing so much. It just pisses me off. So much. But, but like, you know, Christine Todd women, like these people, these fucking losers that like nobody gives a shit what these guys have to say. So who cares? And so like, and so I find that like pretty frustrating. Um, and I guess that's kind of where I come down. I think it's a bunch of bullshit and, and like it's kind of funny because it's not going to do anything, but it's also annoying uh, because I have to think about it.
Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to say, too, just to close that out, I just wanted to say, too, to add on what you were saying is that, you know, they do have a constituency in their minds, right? And, I mean, it's capital, right? You know, I was just thinking about the fact that we're in, like, a crisis right now where both parties are vying for power. You have one party that's, like, increasingly becoming more fascistic than it already even was, and then another party that just, like, is inept, right, and impotent and can't really do anything and has no real like vision of the future that's like an activist progressive vision of the future and it seems that you have like the ruling class is always it's not the ruling class like although they do have a cohesive sort of goal i guess right or incentives um they fight with each other right and i do think like there are people right like in the ruling class you know who are concerned about things you know because like um this this kind of social turbulence right isn't good for business right so the only constituents that they would have as you were just saying this promise to return to centrism or normalcy i guess something that biden promised to after trump that's the only that's only constituency that they have right that's really all they have to offer right is to keep things running smoothly because it's good for business as opposed to having like you know a fascist in the white house or like a dead guy right (laughs) you know to be frank you know what i mean so i think like do you remember Go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, please, I'm done. Go ahead. I insist. I insist. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I guess, all I wanted to say, right? It's just like, that's, they, they have in mind, especially led by Andrew Yang, that they're going to have this, like, technocratic return to normalcy and really that the center will hold because, like, you know, like, these motherfuckers are scared, you know? And I think, like, they understand that there's, these are precarious times and they're capitalizing on the fact that, like, Neither party is necessarily popular right now. But again, as you said, not to repeat, you know, they don't have the organizational infrastructure for that. Right. So this shit is not going to go anywhere. Right. Like a couple of yeah, other yeah. parties. No, no, no. Totally. Totally. And, and, and I think so. What, what I wanted to say, too, is that like this specific type of loser ass uh, third party is like <laughs> not new. Right. In 2016, um, Bill Crystal uh, tried to get David French. Uh, to run, I, like, for anybody who's not familiar with him, and probably that's a lot of people, uh, he's this weirdo, like, National Review writer or something like that. He's, like, a conservative. He's kind of rebranded as a never-Trump guy. Uh, you mm-hmm. may see him on, like, social media whining uh, about, like, how the Republican Party has changed, even though it hasn't. Um, yeah, his dad, his dad was also, like, an arch-like conservative, like, insane, right? If I ever think about the same person, right? Like his well, father Bill, was. Bill Crystal, yeah, but, but David French yeah. is who I'm talking about. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. You forget yeah, David French. The sorry, guy sorry. that he wanted to run. And this guy has, like the, like, the level of, like, sexual hang-ups that this dude has. Like, he's just, like, a real weirdo. Um, uh, and, and, like, for some reason, uh, he was, like, a lawyer in, in, like, a JAG lawyer or something like that in Iraq. Like, that, like you know, like, uh, obviously... Like, like, kind of like, like tailor made for like Bill Crystal, right? So, like, uh, mm-hmm. central, like, 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 uh, sorry, no, like a right wing, like lunatic ghoul, uh, who can like pretend that he's like centrist and like moderate, uh, simply by yes. the fact that he doesn't like Trump, even though like there's like little daylight between, between them. Um, and then like, you know, David French, like, so it was like a nice weekend where David French got to like have people actually pay attention to like what a fucking freak he was. And so like, he, like <laughs> you know, like, like pull back out of it. And then they got this Evan McMullen guy, this former CIA officer. Yeah, this fucking like, Give me a fucking break, man. Like, and, and, and so it's like, this is the same thing. This is the same thing. Like, these are the same guys, the same, like the same thing. They're trying to appeal like, like the, like, the, you know, like the third way, uh, 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 people like they know, 
Like they know mm-hmm. that like that their that their time is over. Like that they like they've lost the argument. Um, like they like they you know they they may have some their ideas may have some like purchase with like people like Manchin. So obviously they have some power. But like as far as like you know anything beyond that, um, anything we're getting- like, direct directing like 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 how policy is put together, uh, directing how how uh, how the parties like like base uh, uh, talks about any of this shit. Like it doesn't matter. It, none of that shit matters. And so it's just like, like it's it's just like the same thing. And 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 I find it like, I, I just I, I just I just look at it just like the same the same thing. It's, it's the same shit. I'm actually gonna look up David French right here and just talk about like what 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 an actual like fucking weirdo he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, this is this is what I wrote uh, June first, 2016. I wrote. Uh, headline is Crystal Tap Sexual Obsessive David French with third party uh, bid. Um, That's an amazing he, title, by the way. That's an amazing headline. Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> he, he's he, he like he wrote this thing uh, in 2011 called Mila Kunis Marines Communism and a Random Thought About Sex. Uh, in that, he says, on a more serious note, I do think we'll re- reach a point where the sexual revolution will run its course with traditional tra- sexual morality routed from virtually every influential cultural bastion, including large chunks of the church. Millions of young people are growing up without any regard for the mores of generations past. In other words, the living in the world, the revolutionaries built for them, and it's a world full of heartache. History can be cyclical as the room for a sexual counter-revolution. Um, it's just yeah, like, like so- weird shit like that. And then, and then he writes like these like like essays uh, like titled like The Hiroshima Bombing Was Right and Necessary, uh, and The fu- Christian Oppressor Narrative of Islamic History is Tired and Wrong. I mean, it's just like, so like, you can see like why Crystal liked him, right? Uh, because like Crystal, yeah. I don't think really gives a shit about the social uh, conservative stuff at all. Like, I don't think he cares at all. Um, I think he's just about like, I think all he wants is for Iran to get nuked, basically. Um, and, basically. you know, like, like this is exactly like, oh, yeah, so nuking Hiroshima was good. And, um, and, there are, and, and, and Islam is not oppressed by the West. Like, those are like the hey. two things I think that David French wrote that, that Crystal was like, yes, that's true. Um, so, but like, these but, are... Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, these are just things like, I mean, that these are just things that like, you know, these, these third, these, you know, sensible third parties, right, that really are like a return to, you know, um, um, this third way, the centrism. I mean, these are the things that they're really concerned about, right, is like upholding American empire and making sure that that money keeps rolling in, you know, like it couldn't be any fucking clearer, right? It's just more of the same, you know, but repackaged, but not even so. Right, right, and I, like I think that I think that, um, and and I know we only have a few minutes left here, but but I think that that's like, I, I think that one thing uh, that it's worth like bringing up is that, um, you know, that understanding of like that like agreement about um, mm-hmm. the U.S. government and the U.S. government's purpose uh, mm-hmm. is is something that's broadly agreed upon, and that's why like. Um, you know, despite the fact that Trump was like so disruptive in so many ways, like, like um, his he, he he still funded the military to an insane degree and was still like bombing the shit out of places and and continuing conflict, um, despite despite what some of his uh, supporters uh, may 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 now say. Um, mm. And and Biden as well. Like there was like like I think the poll like pulling out of Afghanistan was good. Um, but like, let's not deceive ourselves into thinking that, you know, that somehow like the um the overarching like goal of u.s imperialism and u.s military policies is is going to somehow change um absolutely but 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 i think that like 
I, I think that that's one of the reasons that they that uh, the Democratic Party, um, as as well as like finding like you know the stuff he was saying about like student loans and stuff, but like found challenging about a possible Bernie Sanders uh, candidacy. It was his rejection of a lot of that stuff, like a rejection of Kissinger, uh, rejection mm-hmm. of of a lot. And, and look, um, I was I was a big proponent of saying this in 2016, and I still say it now. Like, if you really thought that like Bernie wasn't going to continue the wars and continue funding the military, I have a bridge to sell you. Like, that's just not was it, not just ever, like like. Doesn't yeah. matter. Listen, I mean, like Sanders, even as president of the United States, man. As much as we would have hoped that things, you know, certain things would change, there are some things that are like. I mean, just if you thought that he was going to you said he was going to be able to do anything about like the military industrial complex, he's not going to do it. Right. It's not the way it's not the way that that's going to happen. Right. Just to be frank, you know, and I still you know, supported the guy, of course. But just to be honest, you know. Yeah, I think I think you have to see like I mean, like Bernie, like Bernie says he's an independent, but he's a Democrat and he's he's always been a Democrat and a supporter Absolutely. Of, like like, you know, since he's been in Congress and he's been a supporter of the party and like. Like there were like certain things that were never going to be like, like what he wanted to do was to change the democratic party, not to change Absolutely. the political system itself. He just wanted to change the party, like, which is like, fine, like whatever. Um, yeah. But I guess like, what I'm trying to say about that is that like those consensuses exist and uh, uh, around those issues, consensus exists around those issues. And so, uh, you know, it, like, like depending on what you're expecting, like, I don't really know what people are expecting, like, like other than that. Um, and, and, mm-hmm. and so, like and, and it kind of goes back to like these different groups like vying for control and vying for power. Like so, Bill Crystal in 2016 looked at Clinton, looked at Trump, was like, "I don't like either of these. I still want my policy priorities to be uh, pushed forward. So I'm going to have this former CIA guy uh, come in and 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 uh, like I don't even really know. Like I, I think what he was really trying to do was to, to make sure that Trump couldn't win by by yeah. getting rid of Utah and maybe something else because I think that he really secretly preferred Clinton. Mm-hmm. We've certainly seen him shift over to the Democratic Party recently, and that seems to be like what he uh, like, well, like, like what he like what he wants. But like, but so like what th- like there's that like he wants like a more neocon, traditional neocon, like twenty year whatever, like twenty thirty year policy. Um, Biden is like kind of on board with that, but he's also like a little bit more in the kind of. Um, in the kind of more traditional, like like a little less neocon, uh, uh, Democrat, like like you know, two thousand six, two thousand seven, like idea of like we want to do the wars but do them right, like that's kind of more yeah. like who Biden is, and then Trump the is nice just like fucking nuke them all. I don't give a shit. And but like like yeah. what's what's like the consistent through line between like I'm not talking about Bernie here because I don't think that like that's that's really necessary at this point. But like what's the constant through line between those three like main uh, political points? The constant through line is that like. Like the fact that the war is going to continue is like that's like that's just accepted. Like the fact that yes. militarism is going to continue is just accepted. And so like that's kind of like the consensus I think is that is that we're going to continue this stuff and it's just like a matter of like how we do it, you know? Exactly. We're just gonna put a nicer, more respectable face on it. And I think like, you know, um, you know, this is why like Obama, right? Like I think Obama was able to like I mean, he would have been able to get a lot of the heinous shit he did get done anyway, regardless as president of the United States. But I think, like, especially given the fact that coming off of the Iraq war, that, like, Bush was sort of like, I mean, you had, like, late night liberal TVs, John Stewart, that were, like, just mocking him, like, you know, basically calling him, like, a fucking ape and a baboon, you know? But it was different once you had someone like Obama in, right, who was, like, 
you know, articulate, right? And well-spoken. And he was, uh, he was somebody who was seemed uh, to be like the adult in the room, right? And somebody who was rational, right? And he wasn't like this kind of like, you know, um, like chest beating, like, you know, idiot that Bush was, right? But it was like more or less the same fucking policies, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's what they want. They just want they just wanted to be respectful, you know? And I mean, like people cannot lose sight of that. And people like, you know, Dave, and I think people listening obviously know that about, you know, David French, but Yang, I think for like the left, and I think more people on the left know this too. I mean, like you got, you got people on the left that are not that fucking stupid, right? Thankfully you can see Yang for what he is, but I do remember, in, you know, 2016, there were some people, and I think there still be some people who would like call themselves progressive, who like do like Andrew Yang, right? But it's kind of seeing through that like progressive veneer and exactly what you were saying um, a minute ago, Owen, is like, it's just maintaining the status quo, right? It's just putting a nicer face on it and making sure that, like, you know, nothing, neither party is too extreme, neither party is relenting to their activist base too much, and to make sure that, again, the adults are, the adults in the room are running things, right? You know, backed by their, like, corporate donors, right? And the military apparatus. That's basically what it is. It sounds simple, but it's just the fucking truth, you know? I couldn't agree more. I mean, like, that is, like, that's, that's what it is. And I think that's maybe like a good place uh, to stop. I know that um, I know we've had a really uh, if, if you are, uh, you know, following along live or on replay uh, on the app, please be sure to check out uh, the chat. It's been a really interesting conversation, kind of parallel conversation going on in there as, as Aaron and I have been discussing this stuff. Um, but before before we sign off here, Aaron, I want to give you the opportunity uh, to endorse uh that uh or not endorse to uh to to boost that um kentucky uh fundraiser that you were talking about and just kind of let people know where they can direct money uh to help people absolutely so um you know people if you're on twitter people the handle is um eky mutual aid so eky mutual aid um people can go to their twitter and um they have a paypal up right now um it's a it's a mutual aid fund they have a paypal up right now um and verified so you know you know that this money is getting to the people that need it most and, um, I mean, just like, you know, like just send whatever you can, you know, and actually, actually I'm familiar vaguely with the person that's running, um, that's um, running this fundraiser too, actually, I knew her when she was in Atlanta organizing. So, I mean, you know, good people are trying to do good things. So again, it's, um, EKY mutual aid. Um, you can find them on Twitter and you can find all the information to donate, um, to their PayPal there. Um, if you got it. And I mean, you know, for anyone, um, who has, um, been affected, if anyone is listening, has been affected, um. You know, I mean, I can't say enough. My heart goes out to you and um, everybody that's been affected. And hopefully, um, you know, even though the rain's going to persist throughout the weekend and the flooding, um, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, relief can come for people, you know, and hopefully people can kind of get together and help each other out um, in a real communal sense, you know, um, where the state government might not do that. So, um, you know, again, uh, my heart goes out to everybody affected, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, me too. Me too. And, uh, Thanks, Aaron, uh, for joining us. Uh, people can find you at Borg Posting, B-O-R-G Posting, um, and uh, that's on Twitter. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you, uh, just like do a little cleanup here. If you're listening live or on replay, please be sure to subscribe, follow, etc. If you're listening via syndication on uh, Google, Apple, or Spotify podcasts, uh, please be sure to rank, rate, and do all of that stuff. Uh, thanks, everybody, uh, for joining us. Honestly, like this has been... Uh, a great conversation and then like you know as i said before um always really love to see kind of 
the kind of parallel conversation that we get going in the chat. That's always a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And uh, definitely. Yeah. And it's always right, good. Uh, it's always good chatting with you, man. It's always good chatting with you as well. Man. Appreciate absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Yeah. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Bye.